Whole gang's all here. What? God. Yes. Diddy two card pickup. Nick's here. What's up? Bobby is here. Robert. Rob. What's in? Devin. <laughs> He's alive. How did the street corner treat you? Oh, rough, rough. Was it rough? Oh, real rough. They kept <laughs> looking at me funny. They did. Did they pay you right? Did you get did you get the money you deserved for that I mean, extra hard work? I mean money is money, you know. That's right. You can't turn that down. You can't turn your trick down, man. Even can't if it's away. crusty. Even if it's crusty. Well, if it's crusty, you got it, you know. Just so charge a little more? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's the spirit. So anyway, here we are. Anybody do anything fun and exciting? I did. I went I went camping and and I got and I left, I left the campground two days early, and I have two days off this week, and I flew my uh, 200 at the campground, which may or may not have um, uh, aided in the decision to leave the campground. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you left early. I see what's up. <laughs> no. Do tell. Oh. We went to, when we bought the travel trailer, we got a membership to Thousand Trails. I don't know if you guys know what Thousand Trails is, but it's a, it's like a membership campground dealy yeah. where, you know, I th- it's like, I don't know what it is. It's quite expensive, but for a region, I think our region is like 600 bucks. You can stay as many nights up to 14 nights, I believe, for no charge at the various campgrounds in your area or in your region. Oh, that's cool. Typically they're... They're decent, but they're not, you know, they're a little older, sometimes a little run down. Uh, we went to one here and uh, we we were going to do a long weekend. I was We were actually supposed to be getting home this morning, but we got home Saturday morning. So, and everything's good. And Saturday, well, actually we got there Thursday night. I went to work from the campground uh, on Friday and came back. Saturday morning, we <laughs> were, we were interrupted by extremely loud music that we could hear in our campground in our side of our rv like loud super loud (laughs) and um we went to look to see what was happening and and um a group of about 20 people across the road about 10 cars having a party and at 10 o'clock in the afternoon or 10 o'clock in the morning right yay (laughs) and so the security folks came down and they asked them to turn the music down. It didn't kind of, it helped. I mean, it helped, 
And for the 10 minutes, the security people were then earshot, right? Yeah, right. So, right. I, I was kidding. I didn't do anything to, uh, with the helicopter to encourage our leaving, but um, we, <laughs> we, uh, we just looked at each other on Saturday. It was about 1 o'clock, and we're like, if they're this loud now, and there's 20 of them over there in tents, what's it going to be like tonight? Do we really want the aggravation? So we packed up and came home. Right. Yeah. You're like, enough of this shit. Yeah, but you know, in all seriousness, no, we, you know, flying the 200 um, at the campground's nice. There was plenty of room, and I really have enjoyed that. So we get home, and today I, um, as mentioned, I'm moving to Montana, and today I, I over the last weekend, or the last week, I was negotiating with a potential employer uh, salary, and Monday they came through with an offer that I could accept. And so today was kind of a sad day because I spent most of the day packing up my, Nick, you would like it here now. It's like, you probably meet your standards, my, my desk. <laughs> <laughs> you Is can see the, the first time you've now. seen it. <laughs> <laughs> well, my wife was, she's like, I'm going to come help you do this. Cause I'm like, well, I don't, I want to pack it up, but I don't want to take, I want to take like two helicopters to Montana and the support equipment for those two helicopters. I'm going to take the 570. Well, the, I'll take the 200 as well, but I'm gonna take the 570 and the Soxos and whatever support equipment I need for that. Everything else is going to get put away. And so we came home this morning from breakfast at Denny's or wherever we went. And on the way home, I said, yeah, I think we're going to start doing that today. And I came in and I looked and I said, nope, this is too overwhelming. It's just too much shit. <laughs> and so she said, yeah. no, no, no. So she sat down next to me and she says, what about this? What about this? What, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. next thing you know, it's, I mean, it's not all done, but it's. Mostly done. Mostly done. Yeah. Ready. Yeah, that, did you oh, find like man, sometimes... six Neos of speed control and three motors? <laughs> Funny you mention that. All I thought I only lines. had two Neos. <laughs> I had four. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't find lovely. any speed controllers, but I did find a whole set of uh, servos, uh, expert servos. Nice. I didn't know. Well, I, I guess I knew, but I had forgotten that I had. Hey, there you go. Uh, no, no speed controllers. And that's a shame because I was kind of looking for one. But uh, I found a bunch of tools that I thought I knew where they were. <laughs> <laughs> you buy replacements for those and you're like, oh, okay. Now I got no, spares. But, it's all, it's all, you know, it's not done yet, but it definitely is. It's much better. It's actually quite nice. And I'm kind of thinking, yeah, maybe I should have been doing this all along. <laughs> Food for should thought. be nickifying that desk. Yeah. It's not quite that organized, but that's really about it. You know, other than uh, some pretty intense uh, life changes happening and um, we're going to kind of see what goes on from there. But uh, as far as, Heli-related stuff. That's about it for me. Who's next? Hey, well, congrats on the new job, Dan. That's oh, cool. Thanks. I'm, I'm yeah. glad you got that locked in because I know it'll make it, it just that much. Yeah, a little bit of the stress will be off. The well, top. I would have stayed here. The whole point was, and I'll get into this more. We're going to talk a little bit more about this further on. But yeah, I, I you yeah. know, I was. It's just an opportunity came up and I had to jump on it. Yeah, for sure, man. So who's next? Um, I'll go next. Um, okay, so. Um, I had kind of a standard week. Um, I got the T-Rex 700, or I'm sorry, the T-Rex 600 back in the air. Um, I talked in the last episode, I got those, the cheap Hawk RC um, 600 mil blades. They're working out pretty good, man. 
Um, they're not super heavy. They balanced right out of the box. They were balanced in the, uh, you know, down the length of the blade. They were the same weight. Um, so I didn't have to do anything to balance them, which was pretty badass. Um, uh, my, when I put the head back together, I just had to do a little tracking. Um, and everything was good. You know, I put a new, um, auto rotation drive gear on my, on the bird because it was, uh, it wasn't one of the older white ones and it just had been on there forever. And I was like, well, I should get a new one because this one's kind of old. So I got that. I put the whole thing back together, went out and did a test flight uh, a few days ago. And I freaking stripped the crown gear up front on the tail. So just in flight. Well, I, so I think that probably got damaged from the other crash and I just didn't notice it. But anyway, so I was having a great flight and I was like, this is great. You know, the, the, the main blades seem to like they pull harder than the, uh, the stock align blades do, which is pretty cool. I didn't get a chance to, uh, I never wrote down what the stock blades weighed to know how much less these weigh. They feel a little bit lighter, but anyway, I digress. The point is, <laughs> I had a mechanical failure on the damn thing in the air on that one flight. So um, I was able to land it under power even just fine and got down and there was like three teeth missing on the uh, the crown gear that's in the that's at the top part of the assembly up front on the tail torque tube tail assembly there not on the not in the tail boom but just in the the one that stands up vertically but so i gotta go order me another one of them and then i can get that back in the air bah which kind of sucks but um at, at least it didn't fuck anything else up i landed just fine you know which is cool and uh it'll give me more time to mess around with this canopy um i bought uh i don't remember if i mentioned this on the last episode i know i talked about considering doing a trying to fix that old t-rex 600 canopy that i've got so I went and bought this uh, little Bondo uh, fiberglass repair kit. Comes with the fiberglass cloth and the the hardener and the resin and all that stuff. And the, I'm gonna, I don't know, I'm gonna try it. <laughs> if anything, I'll get it to go back together. Uh, it might look like shit on the outside, but um, I just want to have it be a nice shroud over all the electronics. You know what I'm saying? But so, Rob, I know you can do it. You want to know why I know you can do this? Why? Because way, way back in the early days of RCHN version two, um, you were telling us about how you would layer uh, for canopies, you would layer napkins <laughs> with, <laughs> with yes, tissue paper. I did do that. You are right. Yeah, and so, okay. I, <laughs> so I started doing the same thing whenever I was trying to fix a, a weak spot in a canopy or a crack or a, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad you brought that. I forgot all about that. But this is true. Yeah, I used to rebuild them with that, that you know, like the napkins and or Kleenex or something like that in CA. But I tell you what, this stuff is like, this canopy is way more fucked up than even Bronny could save. So I got to go. <laughs> I got to go to the next level. And so, yeah, I'm going to give it a try. You know, I fucked around. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not like super great with this kind of stuff. I mean, I fucked around with epoxy and other things before, you know, and the, the 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 main thing that I know is after probably like ten minutes I'm I got to make a new batch you know if I'm taking too long it'll harden before I get done and I just know I got to not take my sweet time to do it you know but and not to use more than I'm more of the the goop than I need to use you know what I'm saying <laughs> uh, so <laughs> so here we go stay tuned for some pictures and videos of me fiberglassing my hand to this canopy trying to fix it. <laughs> um, we'll see. Oh um, so what are you going to do to get your CG right? Like duct tape a five pound dumbbell to the teleboom or what? Maybe. <laughs> uh, if that's what uh, it takes. No, you know what I'm going to do? 
I'm going to scoot the 12 cell battery way back. So it pokes out the butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it probably won't be like, so I've been, I thought about that, right, Scott? So I've thought about that and I'm going to go with the less is more. I'm going to try to use the least amount of fiberglass I can to just weave it back together, you know, cause where nice. it's cracked and stuff, it's the fiberglass kind of blew up right there. So there's, there's already kind of a little bit of a pile in the crack but these cracks are big, so I'm going to have to use like little ribbon size strips on inside, you know, and I'm just going to reach in there with a brush and paint it nice and thin, let it sit for however long it's got to sit, do the next, maybe one more layer on the outside, maybe just a little strip that's like a stitch that'll go in the crack and then paint that and then sand off as much as I feel is comfortable. And then, I don't know, maybe just tag it with a bunch of stickers or something or maybe paint it. I don't know. Uh, I kind of like it. Uh, I don't know. I brought the skateboarding thing from the, into the drone world. Everybody seems to do that in the freestyle drone world. It feels like skateboarding in the air. And so I'm bringing that sentiment over into this bird. So, and all my birds have stickers all over them where the, where there's blemishes, you know what I'm saying? So if it doesn't look super shitty, I might just sticker it all up. But if it's like a really nasty looking thing, I might just sand the whole thing down and hit it with some rattle can something. I don't know. Nice. Yeah. So that's where I'm at um, with that bird. The 570s just purring like a kitten, man. You know, I took it out this week, flew four or five packs on it. Um, some, um, oh gosh, I forget your name. I hope you're listening. But this guy and his girlfriend showed up and they stood and watched. And we talked about the helis, you know, standard fare with new people that never seen it before. And this guy broke out his camera and he took a video of me flying. So who knows, maybe he'll tag the show or me maybe. And I'll get to see a video of me actually flying in the third person because I haven't had a good one in a long time. Um, but anyway, hey, glad you uh, like watching me fly. Um, another one, there's a listener um, that's going to be traveling up from California up to um, northern Michigan. And he hit me up uh, over email uh, on the RCHN email box and was just asking what I was up to, see if I want to fly. So here midweek, we're going to um, meet up here in Brainerd and go fly at one of my my haunts that I like to fly at. He threw it. Uh, uh, bird in the car and some pet batteries and stuff like that. And so I'm going to have some stuff charged up Wednesday morning. So Jerry, look forward to flying with you. Um, actually, by the time this is released, we'll have already flown and either crashed our shit or not. Um, so I'll tell you about that uh, some other time, I suppose. But anyway, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. That's what I got for the week. Yes, Devin? Sir. Yeah. Are you still Divine. with us? I'm with you. Did you... Uh... Did you do anything uh, heli wise? What do you want to know? I want to know it all, dude. What do you want to know? Been pretty active on Facebook this week. The most dude, active oh. I've been the whole entire career of Facebook. I want you to tell me about all the voltage that's running through your machine. I've been seeing those pictures, dude. That looks like a fun thing, a fun project, man. Yeah. So I may have bought a Hobbywing 260. Yeah, buddy. Mm. So, and the primary reason I bought it is because it is 12 volt BC capable output. Yeah. That's the whole reason that I was looking for a 12 volt BC on an ESC. So yeah, I got it. News. My car has I, been 12 volt capable for years. Yeah. Well, now <laughs> my heli, now my heli can jumpstart your damn car. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So I got that put in and all set up, and then KST recently released 12-volt servos. 
So I have them in the heli, as well yeah. as I have a V-Bar Evo, which is capable of handling 15 volts, from what I remember correctly. So I have the BEC outputting 12.2 volts, the Evo. So the servos are running on 12 volts at 760, 333 hertz. Nice, dude. Nice. That's badass. A fully closed circuit 12 volt system front to back. Yeah, yeah. dude. Tail servo is capable of it. All the cyclics are capable of it. And uh, it's, it's really crisp. It's really hard to like <laughs> explain how crisp it is. It's, uh, I could imagine, dude. Like, I think I took like three flights with it this weekend. It was already like comfortable to do everything. Like just nice. done, locked in. So every man pilot worth it or just super pilot worth it? See, I don't want to make your head that big. I don't want to say super pilot. Let's say pro pilot. <laughs> okay. See, I I kind of am on the uh, tick of right now of after flying it, experiencing the 760 and everything, that if you're just a sport pilot and you don't have the ambitions of going down the 3D line or anything like that, I don't know if you will feel a major difference. I know I, when... I do because around the center of the stick is feels way more crisp. It's yeah. just way more crisp. But as you get towards the outside, it's a little bit harder to feel the difference in the servos. So I feel for like a 3D pilot or a pro, however you want to pilot, uh, put it, I think you will benefit from it. But if you're just an everyday sport pilot, if you want to try it, I, I won't knock it because I, I love it but I don't think it's an absolute necessity for you. Prediction-wise, do you think eventually everybody's going to go 12 volts and that'll become the new normal? Or is it just a, a thing for, you know, top-tier pilots? Well, so if you think about electrical engineering and stuff like that, right? Not everyone may need the 12 volts and that aspect of it, but in an amperage standpoint and servo yeah. current standpoint there yeah. is a pretty big advantage to being able to raise the voltage yeah for yeah. sure the servos don't have to work as hard up there then with less amps and you don't have to draw so many amps down all the wires and stuff there was a big jump from i remember from five to eight when everybody went up from five up to like eight volts when the servos started doing that you know and i'm a, I'm a, a modest intermediate pilot you know what i'm saying and I could feel a little bit of a difference then. Now, granted, five volts was really, that one ain't, that one ain't shit. You know, if you guys can remember back then, we weren't really hardly doing hardly that much stuff with them compared to what we do now. But, dude, I feel like it's the logical move. If this is, if, if, if we can get long term over a year and a, a few brands with, you know, really like well formed products that are, aren't running any weird problems that nobody's thought of yet, I think that that would be the way to go going I, forward, especially if the cost isn't much different as far as manufacturing goes just design changes yeah i i kind of that's the way i'm feeling about it right now as well the the it seems to be the little bit of a thing that we're waiting on right now is the support for it right so like these ksts that we have out are capable of accepting the 12 volts but now we're waiting for a little bit more support on the ESC side for the 12 volts and they're doing it. I'm not knocking anyone. They're all starting to step into that realm, but it's kind of like a, you know, uncharted territory all over again. 
So it's a, but it's going. Hobby Wings doing it. YG is capable of it. So it's it's coming up, and I think now it's just a, a fact of people wanting to try it and getting it out there, you know. So yeah, but it was a great weekend. Uh, super beautiful here in New Jersey. Uh, it was like eighty-four degrees or something like that. Super nice. Not too hot. Not like cold yet and um just went out and put down some flights getting everything squared away i did figure out something about the evo though that is i want to say aggravating but expected because of everything we've heard about the evo so Mm, i like i fly with or without a canopy either or if you know sometimes with a canopy for the colors and just the wow factor and everything but I had to cut the edges of my canopy where it comes over the Evo because it was vibrating on the Evo and causing the Evo to flip the fuck out. Oh, dang. Absolutely flip out just by the canopy vibrations. Wow. So just making just enough of like a harmonic or something, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So I cut the canopy out and to where it wasn't, you weren't getting that flutter on the Evo, just that tap. And all the problems I was fighting all day went just disappeared. So nice. are you saying that the, the canopy was creating resonating vibrations or the canopy was flopping and actually hitting, physically hitting? It was, it was actually like, I want to say because it was a higher frequency, more of a vibration, but it was actually tapping on the Evo as okay. it was doing it. And, it. and I couldn't get the tail to hold at all. Like I would just, I would go, I would, do a, like a climb out, it would look great. As soon as I would move the cyclic around, the tail would just start spinning 180s. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm playing what? with all these gains and everything. Playing with gains, trying to figure out. And finally, I'm like, you know what? The canopy's tapping on the Evo, which was never a problem on the Neo. Not an issue. Flown it for three years like that on a Neo. Cut the canopy out, everything gone. Just perfect, smooth as glass. So... so- that was a new endeavor. I feel like I got to just say like a phrase that I said way back when this thing was first being released and they talked about the higher gyros and then um, they found uh, the problem where you had to add the glue and stuff. And I had mentioned that in the drone world, as soon as they upgraded to higher, um, higher, um, what are they? Higher clock speed gyros or whatever, higher bit rate gyros, uh, the better ones. All the manufacturers had all the all, all the uh, like fly barless controller software designers. They had to come up with a whole like little uh, toolbox of notch filters to a, to account for there being a new newer quality gyro. And I feel like at so, on some level, Mikado and those guys, you would have thought they would have they probably did some of that. But I just feel like maybe it's a, a good time to circle back and just adjust some of that notch filtering a little bit in the spirit of compensating for the new gyro. Your, everything else about your control loop is working great, but just add some notch filters to get rid of these screwed up anomalies that didn't exist before. It's not going to be a detriment to performance, I don't think. It shouldn't mess with the rest of the control loop. It's just a notch filter to take out one small area of resonance. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, we could look at people's logs and stuff. You could look at Devin's log from, you know, when he was flying with the canopy on and find the frequency, notch it out, and you're good. Yeah. I don't know. That's, I, I don't just want to look say. at Devin's log. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Devin doesn't have a log. No, it, it refreshes every night. Just 
clean slate. <laughs> so when I no. fucking make logs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Scott. Scott applies to the brown note. Yes. Oh, this is the, the brown best part of my day part. right here. Uh, but yeah, it was, so it wasn't a vibration in the heli at all because it's, I tried it first before I notched it, taking off the canopy, flying without the canopy, flew perfect, did a whole flight like that. It was just in the fact that you know how canopies are getting nowadays. They're getting pretty thin, lightweight, and they right. tend, they tend yeah. to shake around. That's just what they do. And that was tapping on the case and pissing it off. And it was, yep, a good couple hour ordeal of me trying to figure that out. So that was fun. I mean, I get it. If you're flying and I'm sitting there tapping on your fucking forehead, you get pissed off too. No, no, no. I ignore <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> He's got a yeah. notch filter. Yeah, I got a notch filter. <laughs> <laughs> Does that wrap it up for you, Devin, or anything else? Yeah, that, that basically wraps Sounds it up. Like Besides week. that, just packing for Heli X and getting ready for that. All right. Who wants to go next, Scott? Nick? Me. Excellent. Oh, I want to go next. I went to the death. finally. Winner goes next. For the first time in two weeks. Oh, I'm winning. It's happening. It's on. <laughs> yeah. I you flew. got some airtime. Awesome. And I convinced a bunch of people to skip work again. Apparently, it's not that hard. Uh, and Scott, <laughs> before you say, why didn't you call me? It's because it was hot as balls. So we agreed to only fly for like three hours. And I'm like, it's not worth calling Scott for three hours of flying. Um, oh, or I would. I'll forgive you. Dude, Atlanta has been... It's like 98 degrees and stupid humidity. And I don't know. There's something called the heat index. I don't really know what it means. It just means it's goddamn hot. And they've been canceling <laughs> my kids' soccer practices because they're like, it's too hot. You cannot drink enough fluid to play in this heat. So it's, that tells you how hot it's been getting. But anyway, Wednesday, convinced a bunch of guys, uh, Chris Moss, Brian Birdsong, Sean Hall, Thomas Mabry, all came out. And uh, we just went flying. Um, so I brought the Logo 700 out which uh, was a ton of fun. Got some great flights in on that. And then the Nitro 700. Uh, I continued my saga of the Nitro 700 of never having that day where I can just fly, fly, fly without issues. Um, but this issue is a little bit my fault, but it was totally worth it. But let me explain. Uh, wait, it's too much. Let me sum up. So uh, Sean Hall has had this like, it's a Spectrum airplane. I think it's like the S2100. I don't know. It's some like wicked fast, low wing airplane, like a speed plane meant for speed pass kind of stuff. And he's brought it out to the field like four times and never flown it. So I made it my mission this day to bust his balls about never maidening this thing. And he's got to do it. And he's a chicken. And I was just being kind of a dick, um, and but having fun with it. And I'm flying my nitro. And then all of a sudden I turn to my right and I see this airplane on the runway and he's doing some taxi tests. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to go screw them. So fly the nitro directly over his airplane, like just douse the thing in nitro smoke, just hovering, you know, 12 inches over the top of the airplane. <laughs> and I don't think anybody thought it was funny, but me, but I was having a grand old time and laughing my ass off. Uh, and then I decide I'm going to land in the center line of the runway so we can't take off with it. Because, um, you know, friends, you brat. Um, <laughs> Don't worry. Like karma came and bit me in the ass hard. <laughs> so I hit hold and I go to like do a little baby auto onto the runway and raw 700 nitros are sometimes susceptible to the death wobbles when they get to low head speed and the skids aren't on the ground. And 
I caught a nasty case of them. It's actually the second time it's happened to me, but this one was bad. So it starts like skids kicking left to right, doing crazy wobbles in the air as it's settling down. And it boom strikes so bad, it like splits the boom in half. It pops a couple links out. Uh, (laughs) And so I basically crash at the end of the runway. So, you know, my whole plan to stop Sean from taking off results in an instant karma payback for me, Um, which was hilarious. And I didn't even care because I was just laughing so hard. So it took out a set of blades. It killed the feathering shaft. It took out the bearings on the blade grips. Like it ended up being somewhat costly of a crash. So I'm debating whether it was worth it, but I, I think it was because <laughs> it made me laugh. Um, Nick, Nick, that's like that crash is kind of like the heli pilot's version of a five-year-old just tearing through the living room and spazzing out and then crashing into the door jam on the way out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but it made me laugh. So, you know, I, I got it all apart and then I panic ordered a ton of parts like two hours later. Because I was like, shit, I got to fix this thing for Heli X. I really want to take the Nitro. Uh, so before I really diagnosed anything, I just ordered a ton of crap. Like basically a whole new head uh, minus the head block. And which was good because the feathering shaft was bent and the bearings were gone. And, you know, if you're going to replace all the radial bearings and the grips at that point, I replaced the thrust bearings and just, you know, the blade yeah. grips, arms, all of it. I just replace it all. And then I keep the stuff that's suspect for emergency replacements. Um so that came in Friday. I had to leave for Miami where I am now on Sunday. So I like was up stupid late Friday night getting that all fixed when I had time to get to it. So I think it's ready. I don't know. It's going to be kind of a sketchy remaiden at HeliX. Normally, I'd like to do that somewhere else. But hopefully, the, the Nitro will fly well at HeliX for me. If not, I'll bring a couple of electrics. Uh, so that was that on Wednesday. Uh, HeliDirect sent me a new helicopter to play with for a little video review which is another one of these like drone helicopter hybrids, only it's a scale helicopter. It's the, the YX uh, F06 EC-135 scale helicopter. And cool. It, it's cool. It's like a 320 millimeter rotor disc, uh, you know, but it's not my favorite thing. But what ended up being the super bonus from doing this is that I'm flying it and I'm like, this thing is so stupid easy to fly. And it literally, it has position hold. It's got a downward facing camera. So it looks at the ground and then holds its position, and it's got a barometric pressure sensor, so it holds its altitude. So it's it's like flying a GPS drone in helicopter clothes, which you know to us is not super exciting, but to my nine year old son was freaking awesome. And he managed mm. to take it off, fly a whole flight, land it himself, and now every ten minutes he's like, "Can we fly it again? Can we fly it again? Can we fly it again?" <laughs> so that was the awesome part of this review was like he had a ball flying that thing. I actually filmed him for the the video because i'm like i want to show like how easy this thing is and and maybe it's like a gateway drug for your kids or whatever in the hell yeah um so neat i don't just seeing my son enjoy the hell out of that thing was kind of awesome so that was the highlight there and uh that's kind of it's all all i got i started to pack for heliox before i left for this trip i get home from this trip like late friday night and then have to like super quick fill the car full of stuff throw it in the garage sleep for six hours and then get in the car and head to heliox saturday morning so Hopefully, it'll be there right around 9-ish. We'll see how things go. And then I'm going to fly Saturday and Sunday morning there and then head back. So looking forward to seeing Scott and Devin out there and tons of other people uh, and just having a yeah. ball and hanging out with some heli peeps. And that's all I, I can't got. can't wait. I bet Scott's got to do some packing for HeliX too, don't you, Scott? Oh, my God. Packing my shorts. <laughs> Score. Don't be scared. I thought you were going to yeah. say extra underwear. Well, I'm going to need that, too. That usually is a occurring at <laughs> helicopter flying events but i'm gonna pack my swim trunks um 
Gonna definitely pack my unicorn boat. Um, yeah. Oh, we're yeah. going over this again. <laughs> and apparently the RCHO boys are planning something, so I gotta, I gotta pack a special outfit just for that. <laughs> nice. A duck suit. <laughs> I can't wait. But uh, yeah, am I on my week now? Am I, am I transitioning over to me? Absolutely. Yes, All right. Yeah. Well, I've been uh, dying to hear. Can I get a no fly? No fly. <laughs> I got a banging radio, but I got nothing to fly. So I'm, I'm working on getting something. Just a couple weeks, maybe I'll have it ready to go. Um, trying to build a, a 700, but it's slow as shit. Normally, yeah. I'm just like throwing a credit card, make it happen, get it as fast as possible. But I'm trying to be a responsible adult, a decent member of society. And actually save up and buy something. Which might what be is that hard. shit all about? I don't know, man. But yeah. it, I think it's good. It's taken the pressure off me a little bit of that like panic <laughs> buying rush. Oh my god, I need this for an event. When all actuality, I don't need it for an event. I just need to go hang out with my friends and have a good time. So yeah, we're gonna exercise that again for the second event in a row, and uh, we're gonna have a good time. And then nothing that I own will be smashed. I swear, I will not smash anyone else's shit. I don't believe it. I'm like, <laughs> if Daniel Pridgen brings that glorious 380, I will beat the fucking piss out of it until it explodes and has. I know which one you're talking about. Face. I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> I love that thing. It's called double wide. No, no, no. Sorry, this one's called joint custody because we share. <laughs> <laughs> I think but that had like five different hands on it in one night. <laughs> that oh last my god, year. it flies so good though. For like. Three events in a row was uncrashable. We just went ape shit, and it just never went in. And then Heliax came, and I fucking roasted it. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, I'm so excited, looking forward to this event. I'm doing um, Fanuc training until Friday at 4 o'clock. So I don't get out of there. It's at the Huntersville location until 4. And I'm going to just jump in the car and go straight south and go straight there. And then... I'll head back home that night and then I'll bring the family on Saturday and chill out. And I'm trying to talk Sean into bringing his mountain bike. Um, there you go. That'd be cool. Yeah. Dude, he's totally I'm gonna bring. Oh, he is. What? He is. He's totally bringing it. Yeah. Fantastic. Cause I'm bringing mine. About all the he was getting to ride at Heliax. Yeah. My wife's bringing hers. I'm bringing mine and my kid's seat's going to go on mine. And my, my son will ride with us. So it'll be a lot of fun. Nice. nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So that'll probably be most of Saturday, just tooling around up and down the flight line on a on a mountain bike with my kid as he points to everything that flies. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that'll be a really good time. Awesome. I am going to bring my freaking badass Spectrum DX9 Black Edition radio. Heck That's yeah. coming with He's me. Even though I got nothing to fly, that. don't care. If some motherfucker leaves their shit without a, hel- a radio bound to it, I'm going to bind my piece of shit to it and go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to fly it like you stole it. Hell yeah, because I did. Gonna fly it on that before. Did I ever tell you guys about that? What? Uh, Yeah, a buddy of mine left his helicopter charged on the table with a battery in it. With you around. And his radio at RCHO at like one in the morning. Whoops. Yeah, I think it was Jimmy Tate, I think. Or, uh, yeah, I think it was Jimmy Tate. So, dude, we took it and we sent it. We flew that shit at night and no permission, no asking. We just flew his helicopter and did a facebook live <laughs> ah, nice. so if you leave your stuff unattended friday night at heliax i'm gonna fly that shit over the water 
You've been warned. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you got to germane throw all that shit right into the pond. Hell yes. <laughs> Walk it up. That's still the best sound I've ever heard an RC helicopter make was germane crashing inverted at full speed into the pond. That was like the <laughs> best the whack oh. I've ever heard. I'm so jealous you got to do that and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I've yet to sink one of the pond. Am- I really want to. I love the picture of him in like chest deep water holding the helicopter over his head. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Like he's hunting for the Loch Ness monster or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love oh, watching that dude fly. So he's fun. awesome. I'm super stoked to watch that sliding auto contest too. That's always a great time. Yeah, it is. All righty. Maybe we should do some news. Do we have any news this week? We have tons of news. Yeah. We do. We do. That's your cue, Rob. We got the news. <sighs> We're gonna listen to it. <sighs> wow. Ew. <laughs> Need to take some laxative there. Gotta poop it all out. Okay, then you're done. So, Spectrum has announced some new details about their Sky ID Remote ID module. Do we now have a price? Sorry, choked on a tea bag. Uh, my job is to objectively report the news. I'll hurl quietly off the microphone later. Uh, so, these Sky ID Remote ID modules, uh, in order to help you com- uh, comply with the FAA updated rules, if you fly at a non-free uh, flying club or private you know, airfield, whatever, your backyard, they're going to be offered initially for $69.99. So $70 initially. Eventually, at some point, the price is going to go up to $100. Uh, but the most interesting thing out of all the info I saw online about it now is that unlike what we talked about a, a little while ago, you are allowed to move it between models, provided you register all of those models under that same FAA ID number. So you only need to buy one of these things if you feel like complying and then you can move it between models. So you just leave a little servo lead somewhere and some Velcro or whatever, and you just move it between. So I'm not advocating for these or against them. <laughs> just want to share the info. So save the hate mm-hmm. mail for somebody else. Uh, and lastly, this module only weighs 14 grams and can be powered directly off your uh, fly barless receiver, etc. Mm. But do they do 12 volt? Uh, I don't know. Do they do I didn't actually look volt? up the input voltage. I don't mm, know. All I know is uh, I'm going to buy a shit ton of these. I'm going to put them in my car. I'm going to stick them to city buses. They're going to have fucking shit flying everywhere. <laughs> drones flying at six feet all through downtown. What's going on? Yep. Dude, yeah, good luck figuring good that idea. one out, FAA. <laughs> I just like every time I board a flight for work, I'm just going to like double stick tape a lipo battery in one of these to the side of every yeah, airliner. Oh my God. I love it. Yep, oh, that's, dude. It. that's my new hobby. Careful. 100%. Careful. Uh, <laughs> yeah, tre- I kid. I tread kid. Lightly, my Leave friend. me alone. Yeah. Okay. So I have an objective, like an actual constructive question about this device. We all know what my opinion of it is or whatever, but like you said, you're reporting the news objectively. I have an objective question here. Okay. So for guys that don't have like a shit ton of extra inputs, I assume that we can hook this thing up with like a Y cord 
on maybe the same channel you're using. You got your BEC yeah, plugged into absolutely. or something like that, right? Yeah, it's not going to like, there's no signal wire, right? It's not going to like jack with my servos or do something weird to no, other stuff. Fine. There, cool. You can get telemetry off it with compatible equipment, but you don't need it. It doesn't give you anything interesting. Yeah, okay. I got an interesting question. Do you even have to put it in the model if you don't fly that far away from yourself? Like, what's the legitimate accuracy of this thing? Like, what, 10 feet, 20 feet, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, right. could you just put it in your pocket and plug it in when you're flying? Yeah. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. I'm going to slap that thing in my radio and not bother swapping it from heli to heli to heli to heli and just whatever. Like, I'm here. I fly 30 feet from myself and back at the altitude of all of 50 yeah. feet in the air. Like, get yeah. out of here. Yeah. That's valid. And even if someone showed up, let's say, for argument's sake, somebody showed up and you were doing that, they're not going to fine you. They're going to say, oh, you know what? You really need to put it in the model at that point. So it's yeah. not about. How would they even know? Who's going to yeah, know? Exactly. They would just think you're. Well, isn't the intent of this, know. isn't the intent of this to broadcast pilot registration, location, and model to a database that can then be cross-referenced with law enforcement? Yeah. In real yeah. time. I guess. But you can apply so it to multiple models. <laughs> commercial aircraft do need to have a specific one of these for each. You know, if you're flying commercial drones or whatever, you need a specific one. But average modelers do not. Yeah, I get that. For hobbyists, I get that. At least it's a concession. I still think it's all bullshit, but that's either here or there. So I did want to share. So I saw some posts on social media from Spectrum announcing this thing. And... I really enjoyed reading the comments. So I pulled some select comments from Spectrum's posts where they announced <laughs> this thing because I love stupid internet humor. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to read a few of those in my best internet commenter voice. Here's the first one. What's fucking next? Do we have to go to the DMV to drive RC cars? Ugh. <laughs> 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 I like that oh, one. Here's the next one. <laughs> Whoever came up with that, you win. Yeah. <laughs> right? Here's another one. If somebody tries to make me put that box in my airplane, I'm going to shove it somewhere. They'll always be able to find it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And found himself? Yeah, well, that, speaking of that. Well, maybe he's the, Maybe he's wanting a full body cavity search. <laughs> find it. Come find it, Mr. FAA man. I didn't think. I was doing weird. And the shit. last one I found is on that same note. It says, and lastly, attention FAA, stick your transponder on this. After which a lovely photo of this man's ass was posted. So clearly folks <laughs> are big fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably some grandpa with a bunch of plankers in the shed. Yeah. But lots of love for <laughs> the good. FAA. All right, let's go to something serious. And this stuff I'm kind of excited about. So Spirit has been advertising a lot on social media lately about their upcoming wave radio and ecosystem. And a few new features snuck up on me that are very intriguing. So first up, Spirit says that the radio will be able to run a full-featured RC simulator directly on the radio itself, anywhere, without the computer. Yeah, so, I don't know. sweet. I don't know how this works yet, but basically the screen of your transmitter becomes a simulator and you just, you know, hold the transmitter and look at it. I haven't seen screenshots or photos, just a feature list, but feature list, but definitely super intriguing. Uh, they've also announced a replay feature where you can view your entire flight in 3D space. 
which may be super useful for F3C guys or maybe pattern guys who want to look at their lines and see, you know, how straight am I actually flying? Am I holding the right altitude? You know, other information like that. So some cool Whoa. features, you know, being able to come from log data there. Dude, if they can pull that off without it looking all squiggly and scrunched up like it does with other, because I've done that with other utilities, yeah, but it, the, the line's never very good. But if they can get those lines really good, dude, that's killer. That's a killer ad, dude. That's cool. Somewhere on a different podcast, there is a recording of me talking about this, that I wish fly barless units would do this for competition. Yeah, dude. There you go. Could be out. Now, Rob, that squiggly line might just be your flying. I don't want to break it to you. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fair Fair, fair. <laughs> that, that might be the case. So then it might be real to life. That's great. Yeah. So again, I haven't seen screenshots of any of this stuff yet, but, uh, you know, it's all in a feature list at this point, but it's super intriguing. But here's the really cool one. And this honestly, to me, is groundbreaking. Online support. But hear me out, right? So initially, online support sounds boring, but this is not your dad's online support. So you can call up Spirit on the phone and they can remote into your transmitter, assuming you're probably on Wi-Fi, and help you set up your model if you enable remote access. So if you grant them access over the phone to your transmitter, they can remote into your transmitter, just like you ever call tech support and allow someone to remote into your computer wow. to work on the software itself. They can do this to your radio now, which is badass. I mean, I can honestly picture a world <laughs> where like spirit team guys are granted a software application that does this, and can literally help you figure out how to mix, you know, whatever with whatever, especially on the airplane slide or whatever. But I don't know. That's yeah. stupid slick, if you ask me. I can see this now. You call him up, dude. I'm on the flight line. We're at XSC. Please take the sticks. Do some shit. A <laughs> 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 hundred bucks if you can pair a flip for me in front of my buddies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. They're going to start hiring all these pro pilots and shit, like Kyle and Dahl and whatever those guys. And- just call up, you, you phone a friend, like, who wants to be a millionaire? The internet buddy <laughs> box over 5G. <laughs> yeah. So, Did they say when this thing releases? Uh, uh, I think it's going to be before Christmas is about the best date I have mm. right now. Uh, I've heard rumors of October, but I haven't heard anything officially yet. Um, but, yeah, you know, really sometime late this year. Um, I Probably really want to try one, too. Yeah. So there's a team pilot for Spirit named Dima, who's also on the HeliDirect team. And I was talking to him today about the radio. And, you know, he's had an early one in his hands uh, for testing and whatnot. And it's got a lot of potential to be a game changer in the space. And we'll see. It's all about how it's executed, how easy the OS is. And mm-hmm. I take everything I'm hearing with a grain of salt, but I'm really excited by what I'm hearing. I think, uh, I think it's got a lot of potential. Can yeah. now, To me, this is a huge thing. Can we please get him on here and try and pick his brain and, and talk about it? Because I got a ton of questions. I'm super curious. I think it could be big. Mm. Yeah, same. I, I agree. And I've actually reached out on a couple of occasions to the development team at Spirit. And every time I get the same answer, which is basically like, we're totally in the weeds trying to get this thing released. We're not ready. When we are, let's definitely connect. So I definitely want to get someone uh, you know, who's ready to come on and speak publicly about the development, where it's at, and the features, and you know, answer a bunch of questions. So it's in the works. Uh, we definitely want to make it happen. Um, but Right now, they're just, you know, head down, focused on the release and not willing to give up the time to come play with us. But soon. Yeah, fair enough. Now it's time for that section where I admit I'm wrong. So. Uh, <gasps> what? Oh, please. I do it all the time. You're recording, oh, right? Wrong. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I'm messy. I said I'm wrong. That happens all the time. So uh, last week, or maybe it was the week before, I don't know. We talked about the results of the Urge of Speed Cup. And I mentioned that the fastest run was 295 miles per hour. And Scott made some comments about violating uh, AMA speed, whatever limitations. So it turns out that units of measure are significant and important. <laughs> and they are. apparently that was kilometers per hour, uh, not miles per hour. So the fastest run was more like 183 miles an hour, not 300 miles an hour. So uh, can we admit yeah, that I'm sounds wrong more like there? It. Yeah. I thought it was a big leap in speed, but there were no units on the thing. And, you know, living in America, we just assume everything's imperial. So, yeah, my bad. But that's not the only time I'm wrong. So <laughs> I had to find my note here. So I was reached out to by another listener and friend, part of the Atlanta Heli Group, a gentleman named Archie, uh, who told me that Scott was wrong last week. And this is a very important correction. Oh. Okay. So. The ice cream machine at Urcha was not, in fact, diesel-powered. It was a gasoline hit-and-miss engine. When so, did I say it was diesel-powered? Ah. I don't know. Somebody said it was diesel-powered. I don't know. I thought it was you. Maybe it was Devin. Maybe it was Rob. Whoever it was. We at RCHN sincerely apologize for mislabeling this engine and guessing the wrong units on the speed cup. So, I just want to say, remember... RCHN News is worth exactly what you paid for it. Wait a minute. Uh -huh. Was the speed cup in kilometers? Is that what yeah. you said? Uh, I figured because yeah. you said like 300 something. I was like, no way. What? Yeah. You're right. <laughs> well, whatever yeah. that engine runs on, it's probably one of the coolest uses of an old school motor that I've seen in a long time. Anyway, shouts out to Archie. Great dude in the Atlanta Heli Group who is coming back into the hobby in force and it's amazing any of us can still find a heli kit in stock because the man is buying them all. So what's <laughs> up, Archie? All right. Synergy, folks, I got some good news for you. So many folks are going to be happy to hear that Matt Bodos and Synergy are making parts again. Well, some of them oh. anyway, with more to come. <gasps> Synergy has released oh. 516 main gears for sale. And according to the comments on their Facebook post, they are working on shafts and belts next. Now, they just said shafts and belts next. I don't know if that's just for the 516 or for more helicopters in the range. I'm not sure. All I know is these promised parts we've heard rumors of being circulated again are starting to come back in circulation. So stay tuned to Synergy RC's Facebook page for more parts announcements and information. And you can purchase these main gears for your 516 at SynergyHobbies.com. In event news, the Helis Over California event is coming up fast. They reached out to us to share some information. So this one runs Friday to Sunday, September 8th through 10th in Sanger, California. Sorry if I said that wrong. Sanger, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, you can find more info at the Clovis Club website at clovisrc.club and head on over to the events tab. Uh, ProPilot Ben Storks is going to be running a clinic there. So if you're interested in signing up for that, you can find more info on their website there. And I do hear there's a few spots open. All right. That's all I have for the regular news. Now for our news of the week, I want to hand it over to Dan. Yeah, so I got this rash. <laughs> I figured we'd spend yeah. about 30 minutes talking about it and get some advice from you guys. What do you think? Where? Tiger Maybe bomb. I can help. <laughs> Scratch <laughs> yeah, with a you hammer. Could, are you the rash? <laughs> Tiger bomb. Oh. All righty. So it's seriously, though. Um, so there's going to be some changes coming. 
uh, just rip the bandaid off. Right. I, um, a lot of life changes are happening for me. I am going to have to back away from the show. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about why that is. And, um, I want to talk a little bit about what I hope the future of RCHN is. And, uh, we'll go from there. So there's, there's some shit happening that I, I really can't talk about. I mean, it's uh, in our personal lives that uh, my wife and I that have deemed it necessary. Let me just put it this way. We disrupted our life to come to Pennsylvania and to, to take care of family, and that is no longer needed. And so we are going to resume our life. And that means going back to where we want to live, which yeah, is buddy. Montana. So she's obligated. So she wanted me to make this especially clear because <laughs> she doesn't want anybody to think I'm going to Montana and she's staying here. She's obligated under contract to stay here at least until January. Maybe she's, she's looking at her options and she might actually stay till March. She's not sure. So my situation is such that in the state of Pennsylvania, there are 689 nursing homes. And typically a nursing home has between one and two MDS coordinators. Uh, Montana, there are 66 nursing homes through the whole state. So when we realized that we were going to be making this move, I told her, I said, well, you know that that means I'm going to have to start looking immediately because especially if we want to choose where we live and when one job becomes available where we want to live i'm gonna to have to apply for it and go for it and so it happened i just uh we've been talking about this for about a month and um here about two weeks ago i happened to get an alert from zip recruiter and sure enough there was a nursing home looking for an mds coordinator and for those of you who don't know what that is, uh, some of you might know it as a registered nurse assessment coordinator. MDS stands for minimum, minimum data set. It's a government bureaucracy thing with Medicare, Medicaid. And it's just, it's a convoluted, it's a very complicated, hard to learn job and it's very specialized. So it's tough to get people to, to fill this role. So anyway, I got, the, I got the gig today. I finally accepted the job after negotiations. So that means uh, given a professional four-week notice to my current employer has me leaving at the end of September, going back to Montana and starting my new job the second week in October. So that's kind of where we're at. The wife will be following me. I'm not going to Montana. I'm going without her, but she will be joining me when the time is right. So you know, the question was asked when I was talking to the guys uh, as a whole. Uh, I'd actually been talking to Nick about this for a little bit. Um, for a few weeks anyway, not, not extensively. Uh, but just last week, we kind of gathered everybody up and, and kind of told them the news. Um, you know, the, it, it's a drastic change. I'm going to be living essentially in a hotel room provided by... <laughs> by the employer it's housing that they're going to be paying for until my wife shows up and then uh, we're going to be looking to purchase a house and I'll probably start that process uh, right away but anyway <laughs> with everything that's happened 
uh, in the last year, especially the last six months, seven months, eight months, um, it's just, it's gotten to the point where I can't do everything that I'd like to do. The heart surgery, although I'm pretty well on the other side of it, it's, I still can feel the, um, the effect. I don't know if it's the effect, but, uh, it, it, I, I know it happened, right? It, it's, um, my energy levels are not, it's just tough. Let's just put it that way. It's tough for me to do what I'd like to do. Uh, and I have to kind of choose out of those things that I like to do, what I'm going to do. And it just happens now that I'm married and I would rather spend my ability to do things with my wife. Um, and that even means I'm not stepping away from the hobby. I'm still going to be involved in the hobby. I'm still going to be in touch with these guys and I'm still going to be flying when I can, but I'm not going to be putting the effort or the time into the hobby that is going to be, that would be required to maintain a position in this podcast. Right. Um, it's just, it's just not, I can't do it. I just don't have it in me. Uh, and that's no fair to anybody. It's no fair to the guys and it's no fair to the listeners. Right. Because I can't just be here for the sake of being here. Now, I would like to say I, you know, I'm, I'm very hopeful and I do think that I'm leaving the podcast in good hands. RCHN belongs to the community. It doesn't belong to any one individual. And I do think that these guys can move forward uh, and continue on in the spirit of RCHN with their own, add their own. Like the show has had my little flair for a lot of years, right? And, and Nick Lenz flair and Justin Pucci's flair and, um, you know, back in the early days, uh, Rob's flair, you know, and now everybody has kind of had their input. Now these guys are going to run with it and great things are going to become of it. Right. And, you know, I'd like to just take a moment, kind of start, you know, with Nick, um, you guys, if you got, I mean, Nick really puts in the time. He really does. He, he, you know, he, he works very hard um at this show and i wish that i could maintain his level of commitment to the show and that's part of the reason why i feel like i need to step away because i just can't and i know that nick has got this hobby's best interests at heart and i do think that moving forward uh he's going to take rchn and and make something even better uh, Devin, having you join was, was fantastic. It, it's been a joy to, to hang out with you and get to know you at the fun flies, kind of get to hang out with you, uh, here on the show, uh, and your dad. And, uh, I just wanted to say thank you to, you know, for, for kind of taking the leap. I mean, you didn't know me, you heard of me when we first met, but then, you know, you kind of accepted my invitation to, to join the cast. And I appreciate that. Oh, thank you and for course, the opportunity. Oh, you bet, dude. And then Rob, thank you. Obviously, Rob is... Yeah. He's been there kind of from the beginning. Rob had to exit the original show for personal reasons, uh, never to return until we decided to fire up a version three. But as always, Rob, uh, it's been a pleasure. And I'm, I hope that you guys continue on. Uh, you know, I, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're not prepared to really talk about that yet but uh we'll get into that in a minute but uh 
Thanks you for know, everything, Rob. It's been you a know pleasure. We will, Dan. You know we will. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for the opportunity to bring me on the show, even way back in version two. I remember those days. I was on training. I was in Wisconsin, standing outside uh, on the balcony of my hotel, uh, pep talking you, and we turned up version two and the rest of right. history. I you know, and I'm super grateful to come back for version three. And I, you know, we made it a whole year. <laughs> Dude, you've been through so much stuff. And I commend you for all the things that you've been trying to do. And, you know, more power to you, dude. I think you're just grabbing onto life and you're you're pointing at exactly where you want to go. And we're here. We're always going to be here. You know what I'm saying? And right. we're going to do you right. The show is going to be as good as it always has been. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm just really grateful that I'm a part of it. And it's going to be sad to not have you on the show every week, but I'm sure we'll hear from you from time to time. Sure. Sure. And Scott, just, uh, you know, your passion for the hobby it's um you've got that that kind of that hot and cold thing but you're you're it's always there you know what i mean and it it uh your knowledge and i just wanted to say thanks for everything you brought to the show and your ability to take complicated topics uh from a you know uh a pilot's point of view and kind of break it down into to us to you know to kind of a a way that most everybody can understand it. It's fantastic. I mean, some of the things that you brought to my attention, I hadn't even considered. Thank you for taking the plunge and, and jumping onto the, onto the crew. I appreciate it, man. I'm stoked you even invited me on and I missed the shit out of you, to be honest. I'm looking forward to just kind of getting back to the hobby as a hobbyist. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of pressure, I think, um, you know, and I remember experiencing this with version two. It's like you get to a point where, you know, you feel there, there, it becomes like an obligation when you have to go do, you have to go do this. You have to go do that. You need to get X amount of flights in because you got to have something to talk about. And if you don't, you kind of feel like a piece of shit when you show up to do a show and everybody else is talking about the cool shit and you're like, yeah, you know, I didn't really get a lot done this week. You know, and, and, you know, it is what it is. Uh, everybody's got their own shit they're dealing with and, and life. And as we're all getting older responsibilities. But uh, that's kind of where I'm at. I just want to say thank you to all the listeners for putting up with us while we're kind of relearning how to do a podcast with version three and, and getting everybody. And I think it's come along really well. Super excited to see what you guys can bring to the table and, and uh, let the show evolve into what it's going to evolve into next. Yeah, for sure, man. We're not going to yeah. ghost ride. You're not ghost riding this bike, bro. It's still, it's still going to be moving under its own steam. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, I think so. And I think you guys are going to do fantastic with it. And uh, it's just like everything else. I mean, am I going to miss it? Yeah, I am going to miss it. But um, I'm also going to enjoy having the time to do uh, what I really want to be doing, hanging out with my wife and, and uh, flying when I have the time, which... Maybe once or twice a month. It may be once or twice a year. I don't. I don't know what that looks like. So uh, we'll go from there. We'll figure it out. But looking forward to getting back to Montana. That's for damn sure. I can tell you that. Yeah, so, for sure. It'll settle your soul quite a bit. You know, being back out in the big sky country. I think you know. You just you I, stay away from big country loving while your wife's out of town. <laughs> <laughs> That's my alter ego, man. He's right in my back pocket all the time. Boom. <laughs> I'm going to let Nick kind of go forward with what we're going to talk about next because I'm not, I don't want to, I'm going to let him kind of explain what the future is going to 
potentially be? Yes, where do we go from here? So I, I don't really like to tell people too many things, because um, I think it's more fun not to. So I'm going to talk about it briefly, and then we're going to talk about more fun stuff after that, because, we're, Dan, we're just not going to let you off this easy. Uh, oh, come on, man. <laughs> in terms of the future of the podcast, I, I, I'm going to get this kind of right out of the gate, because uh, I know it's going to disappoint some people. And I understand that it'll disappoint you. I feel that pain. I would love to be able to help you. But if there's one thing I learned when Dan was was not feeling well, uh, it's that I personally in my life and just just can't sustain a weekly podcast. I just can't. It's too much. It takes, you know, editing the podcast, uh, and just podcast administration and finding guests and all that can take upwards of, you know, eight hours a week of time. Uh, and that's not always easy to find in your own personal schedule. So moving forwards, RCHN is going to move to a bi-weekly format. And I know that sucks because let's face it, I love helicopter podcasts. I would listen to them weekly. Uh, so I know that's going to let some of our listeners down, but I also know that you know what it's like to live in the real world and, you know, Many of us now, as we're older, uh, have children and, and lots of commitments and just, you know, weekly is just not sustainable. Can't do it. But I will commit to that being bi-weekly means we have more time to put the show together, which means it's going to be fucking badass. Uh, and you will enjoy it, I hope. Uh, and yeah, we buddy. will enjoy putting it together. We'll put more effort and thought and focus into it with the extra time. Uh, so I'm just going to apologize once. This is it. I'm sorry we can't stay weekly. But there it is. Moving forward, we're bi-weekly. We're going to kick the world's ass on a bi-weekly basis. Um, that said, I don't want to talk too much more about the podcast, other than I will say that we are going to take a little bit of time off. Uh, we need to sort of rebuild some infrastructure. There's a lot of transferring accounts from Dan to myself and the rest of the team and, and figuring out things. And, you know, rather than try and rush through it in some sort of patchwork manner and scramble to get it all done, we're going to take our time. So we may take as much as a month off between this episode and the next episode. But I guarantee we'll be back inside a month uh, and we'll start releasing episodes on a biweekly basis. And that's essentially all I'm going to say about it. Uh, other than we're not going anywhere and we will continue to deliver the same level of content uh, as we always have in the tradition of RCHN, which Let's face it, it has an amazing legacy. I still go back and listen to RCHN 2.0 episodes and learn from that crew about podcasting and just about helicopters in general. So uh, I personally, maybe to a fault, put a lot of stock in the legacy and, and history of RCHN, and I hope to continue that well into the future. Now, that said, Dan, you're a huge part of that legacy, and I'm going to miss the hell out of you. Uh, and I just want to say thank you for... You know, being in your orbit for a year, man, like you're a legend in the <laughs> podcasting world. I've really enjoyed learning from you. I've enjoyed all of the offline conversations you and I have had about things and, you know, whether it's ideas or the podcast or whatever it is. Um, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, I genuinely appreciate it. I have no idea why you decided to take a chance on me, but I'm glad you did. Um, and I look forward to helping continue that legacy of RCHN uh, genuinely. 100%. Well, you know, to be honest, um, that was one that, you know, because this was a decision, obviously, that I, I was kind of 
grappling with personally for probably the last month and a half, maybe two months. And that was really a decision that I had to really think about. Um, you know, does RCHN continue without me? Uh, and obviously we, we all know what I decided, but I got to tell you, the decision wasn't that hard to make because um, I knew that you you would take, and not just you, but the, the crew, you guys, right, would take this as an opportunity to kind of create your own spin on on an old institution, you know, an old an old name in the hobby, you know, RCHN. It's been around for for a long time, right? And I think you guys will do do well with it. And and I if I truly mean that, because if I didn't, I would probably just shut everything down, right? And just let's be done with it and let it let it live as it was, right? But that's just not the case. And it's not first of all, it's not fair to either any of you guys, because you've all put so much time and effort into the show. Um, it's not fair to the listeners that really do enjoy the show. And like you said, there might be some that are unhappy about it, but look, it takes a lot of work to put on, to do a podcast. Even, even the guys that are currently out there doing it, even the guys that are doing it once a month or once every two weeks, it's still a significant amount of time, right? And it's a commitment that they make to each other to, to, uh, to put out this content. And, you know, people that people kind of, I think, have a mistaken impression. I think some do, maybe, maybe not. Uh, that it's just, well, you just turn the microphones on and hit the record button. Well, yeah, that is part of it. <laughs> that is part of it. Just one uh, tiny part. <laughs> that's the very, very tiny part of it, right? There's so much to do. And like Nick said, when I was out for heart surgery, I mean, it's kind of a, you know, yeah, you can share the burden, but frankly, I, I've always been, I don't know, I've kind of had this, I want to be the one doing the editing, whether that was right or wrong, you know, I kind of, you know, and then Nick kind of, ha he was kind of forced into it, I guess, uh, because I was out, like, there was nothing we could do about that. Uh, and I just, I, I'm pleased, I'm just, I'm pleased that, that you guys are here to carry this on. It just makes me feel good about the whole thing. Right. And it doesn't, it's a little sad, not going to lie because it's been a, it's been a great time working with you guys and getting to know you guys. Um, and uh, you know, stepping away from something that you're so heavily involved with sometimes, you know, it feels good. I'm not going to lie, but at the same time, there's a little sadness, right? So it is what it is. And I, I think you guys are going to do great. And, uh, I think that's really all that's left to be said. Well, I mean, you know that forever you are the legacy of RCHN and you are welcome on the show at any time, right? Like, yep. When Stick you're my head in every now and Montana <laughs> and you're caught up and, you know, you're playing with helicopters again and you want to come in and hang out, the door is always yeah. open. Sure. I'll come, I'll come hang out. Whether you like it or not, you're coming back on. <laughs> all right. Well, and, and I hope you know that. I hope you know, Dan, that a bunch of my listener mail is probably going to end up having to be routed through you in some strange way as well. So beware. <laughs> That's the way it is anyway, Rob. I'm used to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be like Fair carved enough. into the back of a sheep on a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's great. I'm I'm pleased. I feel good about it, and I think you guys are going to do great. So, so what else did you want to talk about? I th I think you're going to ask me some Barbara Walters questions. 
I, I feel like we should, right? Like, you can't get away with, like, I don't know. It felt like the retirement from 2.0 was semi-permanent, but then you came back. So, yeah, like we need to ask you about some highlights, some lowlights, some... So, some... yeah, I can, that's an easy one, man. Uh, um, for me, and this isn't to take away from everything everybody's done, but to be one of one of the coolest highlights from the version three show was, was getting back in touch with Rob. Now that's just because we had a long history, right? Yeah. Cause we hadn't talked for a long, long time, long time. And long time. that just was, I mean, it was almost like it, we never skipped a beat. Um, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's just like, it's like, we just hadn't talked for a week, you know, and that just really felt pretty cool. And it was just, it's probably uh, reassuring yeah. too. I'm sure you probably had to think about it before you called. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, is he getting, what is he even about? Yeah, anymore? I mean, like, what, yeah, yeah, you know, what the hell? I don't even know, you know, shit, maybe dude, he's in prison. <laughs> right. But, dude, luckily, I was like instantly in, it was like you said, it was like we hadn't uh, skipped a beat. And I was like, you know it, buddy. I'm in. You know what I'm saying? There was no question. Yeah. One of the weirdest things I'll tell you about was uh, when I first made, contact with you nick and i mean i didn't know if you knew rchn version two from anything right because i never like to make i never like to make that assumption now in fairness if you've been in the hobby for any number of years most likely you have heard of version two of rchn right just because it was pretty significant yeah. Whether you listen uh, to it or not, you are right. right. Whether you listen yeah. to it or not, you may have heard, you know, you may have, may have been that group of guys that just thought we were pieces of shit and loved to talk shit about us. And we're okay with that, right? But you heard about us one way or the other. Um, but I just, it was, uh, I was like, okay, this is weird because I just, I just contacted you out of the blue. It's like out of the blue. It's like, I'm like, is he going to think this is weird? <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> this is <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, he's like, what the fuck is, who is this guy? And I'm like, I just pictured you like calling other people in the home and go, have you ever heard of this dude named Dan Reed in RCH? What the fuck is he? What is he? Is he going to sell me something? What's going on? <laughs> you know, dude, so that was strange. That is the opposite of what happened. So Dan <laughs> sends me this cryptic message. Now, I'd been a longtime fan of RCHN 2.0. Like at that point, I'd gone back. I found Heli Podcasts, got really into them. Uh, and I had listened to the entire history of RCHN 2.0, the entire history of Free Fall. Like, Never missed a heli podcast of any of the shows. Uh, just been really enjoy them. I just listen to them all the time while I'm working on stuff or whatever. Uh, so, although Dan didn't know this, I was a big fan of 2.0 and that whole crew. And then out of the blue, I get a message from Dan K. Reed that says, Hey, I have a project you might be interested in. Let's chat. It was something super cryptic like that. I'm like, yeah, what? Was. Dan Reed talking to me. I'm like, What the hell is this? And, you know, I was like, all right, play it cool, play it cool. Because I was a little starstruck, I'm not going to lie. Like, I know it's a small <laughs> hobby, and none of us are celebrities, even a tiny bit, but whatever. You were still someone I looked up to and enjoyed the hell out of the podcast. So I was like, what the fuck is Dan talking to me for? So uh, I probably was like, all right, wait at least three hours before you hit reply. Um, <laughs> and then hit reply, so you don't yeah. look like a loser. <laughs> No, I, it was, it was a weird moment for me. I, I was like, I, first I was like, I got to try to, cause I had watched a bunch of your videos, 
right? I, I'm sorry. So that's why I can, no, I watched a bunch of videos and I was just kind of, I was just kind of paying attention, not as much to the content, but just the presentation, you know, the, um, but I watched like, I don't know, five, six, seven of your videos. And so then I'm like, after I contacted you and you responded, I'm like, okay, now I got to try to sell it. I got to try to sell it to this dude. How do I sell this? You know, how do I, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm figuring in my mind, how do I sell it? But as it worked out, it was, uh, it, you know, it was something that we were both looking forward to. And then I remember the next, the next one was Devin. I think I actually talked to you. I did. I talked to Nick first, then Rob, and then Devin. And then Devin had the pleasure of, of meeting me uh, uh, at a fun fly where I had drank too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First impressions, yo. Are you joking? I was, it was fucking so, great. I was so lit that night. I got so drunk. <laughs> But I had a good time. I was talking with Devin. I was watching him fly, and and uh, and I can't remember. I think I might have. I think I told you, didn't I tell you, Nick, that I'm going to a fun fly? Devin's going to be there, and I think I'm going to talk to him about being on the show. I can't remember how that came about, but I knew about I you before so. I went to the fun fly. So I'm thinking that was how it went down. And then, of course, I hung out with you. Yeah, you, you, like, were a decent you filled kid. the van with candy. You got all stocked right. up. Yeah, right. he was sitting on the side of the road, and the white ice yeah. cream truck and all the kiddos <laughs> ran up. Yeah, with the you puppy had a on little the bottle of liquor for him. Yeah, what is that? Pickle moonshine. <laughs> Try some. <Ew>. <laughs> kind of the same thing that I was uh, talking with Devin. I was, I, I don't know. I kind of felt like I had to sell it to Devin too. It's like. Um, you know, because you just, I don't know, you just don't know. It's because it had been a number of years since RCHN version two. And I, at the time, I didn't even know how does the hobby even work anymore? It's like, you know, back then it was the podcast, you know, we, with forums, Facebook was just kind of, people weren't using it as much. Of course, Hangouts had just kind of started when we were finishing up the version two, um, but it wasn't as big as it is now. And I just didn't know. I didn't, I wasn't sure if I could relate to the hobby anymore, which it turns out, I don't really feel like I can, to be honest with you. I kind of feel like I'm getting too old. Uh, it's quite a bit different now. It is different. It's a lot different. And then I got to go the next one. I got to meet Scott and I didn't even realize it was Scott because I, <laughs> he goes, I can't remember. I was showed up and I was like, Scott came to talk to me. I didn't realize it was him. Right. And then I, I went back up to him and said, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for, uh, for Scott Graham. And he goes, uh, yeah, dude, that's me. I'm like, oh, (laughs) I'm an asshole. I am an asshole. No, I didn't recognize. I did. I'm like, dude, your picture on Facebook looks way different. (laughs) I think Uh, I was like, you want to, you want a generator over here? You can plug in and get power. And you're like, oh, I already got one. Someone's bringing one for me. (laughs) I was like, yeah, exactly. So I, I I talked to Scott earlier before I showed up. And I said, yeah, man, you got a generator I can borrow. And then so he brings, you know, he says, hey, I got a generator. He goes, yeah, someone is going to bring one. Yeah, it's me, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, no, that was fun. Got to meet Scott. Got to watch him fly. I thoroughly impressed with the, uh, I was so excited, Scott, when I watched you fly. I was like, holy shit, man, this guy can throw the fuck down. <laughs> Crash the shit out of his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is going to be great. 
I got to tell you, I was super excited with the with the lineup that was put together for version three, and I I just I just think you know it's a it's it's never easy, right? It's just not easy um, when you when you get uh, the personalities together trying to figure out how to interact and and uh, you know kind of work together and um, but it just worked. It, we really did. You know, we had two really really good pilots. And we had Scott and Devin. <laughs> I love it. You forgot yes. about Nick as well. <laughs> you know, and you know, and I knew Nick was going to be the news guy, right? He handled that so perfectly, and that's that's a tough job. People don't. And I don't know. Strangely enough, if you look back into version three, that's how Nick Lynn ended up joining the podcast. Cause he just wanted to join to do the news because that was his jam. Like he was the one that was scouring everything, looking for the latest. Right. And so when I was talking with him about joining the show all those years ago, he's like, yeah, I just want to do the news. That's all I want to do. I was like, like 30 minutes, whatever. That's all I want to do. Well, we all saw how that ended. But, you know, uh, I think that is also Devin and I's fault because there was at one point when we had to do the news and we fucked it up so bad. Uh, not, yeah. Rob, not Rob. Uh, Nick was literally like, you are all never allowed to do this again. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't it make it. I will do it without you. Yeah. yeah. I was like, we are half-assing this shit and it's terrible. And it was. Oh yeah. yeah, it's super hard to to do a concise news, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, just the time it, as Nick can attest, the time that it involves. I mean, yeah, you are. You know, I think some of us are more inclined to just see what's happening in the hobby. I I really used to be that way, especially with man with Heli Freak back in the day. I couldn't even tell you how many hours I would just spend mm, yeah, reading same. Heli Freak, man. Just everything on Heli, but. You know, the time that, that's required that's, you know, to, to kind of keep up with what's happening and then not only keep up with what's happening, but then be able to articulate it in a way that is concise and uh, people, can, you know, you can quickly get the message across. And you do a fantastic job with that. I, I, it, it's a tough one, and I never wanted to do that. I never wanted to do that. So thank you for, for that. But, um you know, just another cool thing is getting to meet guys that uh, I, I've i gotten to meet some listeners from the version two days out here on the East Coast uh, that, that had been listening for a number of years that I had never met. Um, you know, I got to meet Devin's dad. Uh, just a, It's really cool to, to meet some of these folks who you've known about or have talked to in, you know, some fashion, whether it's just a passing instant message on Facebook or some post on Heli Freak way back in the day. Uh, you know, cause it's a whole different, this side of the country, you know, I was never, never over here. So that was fun. It was fun to get to hang out on some of these East coast events and kind of see the difference. Still think we do it better on the West coast. Don't hate, don't hate. <laughs> I just think it's my opinion, my opinion. Um, no, I'm looking forward to again, getting over there and hitting some of those, well, those two fun flies on the West Coast. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. No, I guess there's a few more now, but. Uh, See, I if guess you end so up with some acreage, you just got to mow some grass and start having fun flies out where you're at. 
Yeah, but the problem is, dude, I'm 900 miles away from anybody that wants to fly helicopters. Not quite that far, mm, but fair. 700 miles, well, 600 miles from Seattle. So yeah, we're we're isolated out there, but I, I am, you know, I know this is not what we're talking about, but I can't even tell you guys, begin to tell you guys how excited I am to get back to Montana. I just, I truly feel out of place on the East Coast and I'm really excited to get back and be with people I've known my whole life, you know, so that's exciting for me. I'm also excited to be able to go back to Montana and do this. Uh, look, there's been a lot of benefits for me for coming out here. One of them was stepping into this job and, and learning how to do this job. I would have never gotten that opportunity in Montana because those nurses that are doing this job in Montana, like this job that I got, I'm taking her place. Uh, she'd been there for 25 years. Mm, so yeah, yeah. It's that kind of job in Montana. Once you get it, you don't leave it. But anyway, uh, I don't know what else to say, guys. I just thank you to all the listeners who have shown the support over the years. Um, I, you know, it's just like I said, and I don't ever see myself because I know as I get older and my energy, I just don't have the energy I used to have. I, I don't want to say, like I said in version two, never say never, but I'm pretty sure this is never. I mean, I'll come back like, you know, and, and visit and hang out. As long as the guys are doing the show, uh, occasionally come back just to see what's happening with everybody and, and catch up. But I don't see myself ever getting involved in any type of content creation. It's, it's just a lot of work. And, um, uh, frankly, I'm getting old and lazy. <laughs> so I, you know what I mean? I don't know what to tell you, but, uh, well, it's been a great opportunity in that regard. Yeah, it's been a long, it's been a long run. I, I mean, it's been, it's been a long time. 2010 is when I started doing it. And, um, here it is 2023, but there with a four or five year break in there. So yeah, it's, it's still a significant amount of time. Right. And those are dedicated. I mean, those are dedication. Like those are, that's giving up a lot. Um, when you are producing, a show on a weekly basis and you know maybe the answer and we're certainly not going to play that game but just real quickly maybe the answer was bi-weekly but i'm kind of past that point at this stage so <laughs> maybe it was but we'll never know but hopefully it works for you guys right and and maybe that's what's going to take to to give you guys the longevity uh because i would love to see you guys just take this past what's uh free falls number i would love to see it go past free falls number guys I'm, I'm hoping for you. I'm, I'm rooting for you. Not a competition. I'm still shooting for a thousand shows. Thousand shows. All right. Fantastic. Anything else? Mm. Sad to see you go. Glad to see you move, though. Yeah. It's... Yeah. I hope uh, more than anything else, Dan, I just hope that quality of life, like work life balance, gets a lot better for you in Montana. Yeah. I know this job yeah. was took a heavy toll. It did. Did. And it it will continue to be a slightly stressful job, but I'm moving into a facility that right now I've got 95 beds and an average census of 90 people. I'm going to a facility with 72 beds and an average census of, census of about 65. So it's about a third of the workload. So well, good. that in itself is going to make a huge difference. I mean, yeah. huge difference. But 
again, looking forward to it. Looking forward to the change. Hey, man, Anything else, guys? Only- yeah, I, I just want to mention that I feel it's only fair to tell you that we talked to Elaine and she'll be relaying weekly updates on you for us to share on the news. Oh, that's fantastic. She didn't mention that. I'm going to have to have a conversation mm. with her. That's some <laughs> MI6 level shit. Well, yeah. no, yeah, she's that, right? actually going to join the podcast. She's going to oh, be our she's, host. She's that. <laughs> yeah. I'll listen. I will listen to that episode because, you know, she's going to be talking about cute cats and dogs. Yeah, mm, that's her yeah, job. Yeah. We do the news her- and we do cats and dogs. I like those. And she'll be talking about her embroidery. What's that? I like cats and dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she'll be sending you plenty of pictures. All the listeners, you'll get pictures of our Benny and Chloe and our dog Marley. Oh, yeah. And she'll tell you about her latest uh, escapade with her uh, cricket vinyl cutter and her embroidery. So that'll be exciting for a helicopter podcast. Dogs and the kitties and Dan getting shitty. That's what we'll talk about. It'll be like a 30-minute segment. <laughs> anyway, guys, that's about all I have. I just want to, again, I can't say thank you enough. It's been, it's been a good run. Looking forward to seeing what you guys can do. Take it and run, yo. Yo. No chicken dances, though. No chicken dances. Remember I your throttle return springs. Can't make that. No I have one in my promise. tool bag. I haven't mounted it yet, but it's there. Should probably nah, do that. No need. Now we'll return springs of the devil. Yeah. The killer of stories. <laughs> <laughs> True. Come on. Scott, we ha- we have a great story. I think you were there for it. My story. Oh, oh, oh. The logo story. Well, that one, and then there's the synergy story as well. There's a lot of these. Oh, yeah. I have yeah, a yeah. feeling you've got a lot of stories, Devin. Yeah. Mm, uh-huh. yeah. A lot that of good ones. A, a lot of bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> with a helicopter being thrown down onto your dad's workbench. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. Excellent. Well, guys, I think maybe we should wrap this one up. Kind of bittersweet. Yeah. But before yeah. we do that, maybe we should do some emails, though this might change. I don't know. But in, for the time being, we'll figure something out. Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? If you want to complain for the next week only about <laughs> the decision to go bi-weekly, you can email me at nickwisdom at rchnv3.com. <laughs> Scott, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? Well, now that you're no longer using it, I am certainly going to claim you fuck at rchnv3.com. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or if you don't like swearing, you can email me at scott at rchnv3. Send him some love, too. He, he really needs that reassurance. No, I got all the love I need. I got a hand-type letter. I got a radio. I got emails. Oh, man. Oh, by the way, the dude that sent me that, he originally lived where my wife is from in New York, and then he moved to where I lived in New York. Small wow. world. Huh. Yeah. Neat. That's kind of cool. That's wild. How about you, Devin? Uh, Devin at rchnv3.com or Devin McClellan on Facebook. Either one. Or if you got hate mail, just send it to Scott. That works easiest. So I'm Dan, and you can reach me at um, dankreed at facebook.com. I don't know. Is it dankreed at Facebook? Dan Reed? Dankreed Dan on Facebook. Dankreed. Dank. I don't know. I'll probably end up keeping the RCHNV3 email address for the time being. 
Um, you can reach me there too. Yeah, uh, buddy. I mean, why not? I, you know, Nick and I will get all these details figured out, but uh, I don't see any reason why I couldn't keep that email address for the time being. I know, I mean, that domain is paid for for the next couple of years, so we might as well use it, right? So, <laughs> last but not least, Rob, how would I get in touch with you? Mm, well, okay. So if you want to reach out to me, first thing you're going to have to do is get yourself a burner TikTok account. And then what I want you to do with that account is I want you to go out and convince all the Gen Zers that rollerblading is cool again and Dayglow Neon and then gather them all up for it a is. rollerblading marathon in front of Dan and Elaine's house. Um, but you got to number them so they think they're on a race. But when they're not looking, you write the letter, of, each letter of your message on their back. So when they go past Dan's house and around the corner, he can read the message on all these guys back on the Dayglow on their rollerblades um but if you uh secretly don't want people to know that you already like rollerblades and day glow um or you um are not sure if your mom will catch you making a burner tiktok account then just you can email me at rob at rchnv3.com hit me up on facebook at nextgenrcfb instagram at nextgenrc or youtube.com slash nextgenrc all righty guys well again i'm dan signing off this has been a fun run uh we sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it have a good week we'll see you sometime in the future bye-bye yeah now i gotta get out my day glow rollerblades we'll they are cool i don't know where you thought it wasn't cool and i don't know about you but i ain't doing anything to your back and writing a message in it <laughs> oh come on you I, can do I, it gentle I, I, wait i wasn't listening do you shave the message in how does this work no, yeah, I think write it on like, there just with, on his back and write with, a message in it. Yeah, but what if they're hairy? Like, <laughs> what, what if they got a hairy back and it's hard to read and shit? Then you, you should spend more time and write it. There you go. Yeah, you get the Ronco the hair club for men spray on hair stuff to make it really black. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that works.